record. What's up, everybody? Uh, three dudes in a garage uh, back at you here. Uh, we wanted to uh, touch on uh, some subjects during this quarantine, try to keep everybody busy, but uh, I want to hit on something here real quick. Uh, Moosey the Caboosey has uh, unhitched the wagon uh, and he's going to go his own route. So uh, Baldy and I have been holding the fort up for a couple podcasts, but uh, we'd like to welcome uh, a guest uh, by the name of Harambe. Uh, kind of a funny story. We'll get into that uh, you know, down the road, but uh, Harambe, what's up? How you doing, bud? What's going on? Good to be here. Enjoying the beautiful weather and uh, ready to get talking some sports. Absolutely. In case you forgot, my name is Stick, and uh, Baldy. Uh, Baldy's with us today too. Baldy, how you doing? I can't complain. Sitting in the garage, enjoying the sun, drinking some Crown Black. Gotta love pretty, that. Pretty, pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. Getting ready to go for my breakfast beverage in it to a more of a lunch. Uh, you know, maybe Gatorade, maybe some pop. I don't know. <laughs> got to. You never want. You got to keep it on its toes. You got to keep it on its toes. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I think I'm. I'm pretty much past breakfast at this point. Yeah. So, um, might as well bring it up now. I uh, did. Uh, we just uh, did 45 minutes worth of podcast and and lost the content. So we're coming back at you with a with a replay here. Uh, so, uh, anyway, um, Harambe, I, I guess we didn't do this before. Um, where are you from? What's going on? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself real quick. Uh, well, <clears throat> um, originally I grew up in Creston, went to Norway, uh, high school, uh, live in Doylestown now. Uh, got a significant other and two children, two girls, uh, One's almost 13, and the other one will be 11 in August. So, entering those fun years. I was going to say, how's that going? Oh, it's an adventure, but I wouldn't <laughs> have it any other way. So. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. We got the same way. So, so uh, big-time sports fan, I'm assuming, uh, all Cleveland? Absolutely. Okay. Who Browns, uh, Indians, Buckeyes. And who was uh, who was one of your favorite players growing up in Cleveland? Oh, that is a tough one. Yeah, you know, I was always growing up. I was always more of a baseball fan, and I was lucky enough to be a naive young kid in the '90s with the epic teams of Albert Bell and Kenny Lofton, Jim Tomey. Um, but I think my my favorite Indians player from that era. Would probably be Omar Vizquel. Nice, nice. So, good choice. Now, good. How, how I got? I got to ask you, Stick. How are you going to ask him what his favorite Cleveland player is coming from somebody that his favorite players come from the Cubs? Well, I was just going to get into that actually, and uh, you kind of explain, you know, my background a little bit. Uh, I am definitely diehard uh, Cleveland, uh, mostly. Uh, Browns, Indians, Cavs, not in that order. Probably Tribe fan, but uh, I did grow up a Chicago Cubs fan. And in the 80s, uh, they were on TV. Uh, Ryan Sandberg was my favorite player because uh, uh, I loved the number 23. And 
his namesake uh, is mine. So um, that's kind of where I'm coming from. The World Series in 2016 was absolutely brutal for me. For me. Uh, did not talk to my father-in-law for two weeks. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was basically because he would not, not talk to me. Uh, not the other way around. So, um, but I never thought I'd live to see the Cubs win a World Series. I never... I thought that I would see, live to see the Indians win one, and now I'm not sure. <laughs> I got my cubbies, but I did not, and I saw the Cavs win. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm uh, I, I'm a season ticket holder to the Indians. I'm a loyalist when it comes to baseball. I'm a um, I love it. I love the sport. Summertime is the best time of year. You can't, you'll never change my mind on that. So, um, but uh, uh, Harambe, what, how would you rank your fandom in Cleveland, uh, you know, from sports teams wise? Who's number one? Tribe? Uh, I would say the Indians for me are number one. Okay. Um, now, if we were talking about Cavs teams of the LeBron era, I think that you know, football is, especially here in Ohio, football is a special time of year. Um, obviously, Cleveland's a Brownstown. There's no, there's no way around it. Um, I've never been the biggest basketball fan, um, but I guess I would have to go my my. Uh, yeah, probably Indian, Browns, Cavs, and depending on uh, you know the game, if if it came down to watching a Cavs basketball game or watching a Columbus Blue Jackets hockey game, depending on the matchups, I might pick a hockey game over a Cavs game. So well, let me ask you this: Would you rather watch the Browns or the Buckeyes? Oh, I don't know. Would I rather watch? I think you'd rather. I think you'd rather be a watch the Buckeyes. Well, that's why they're on separate days. I don't have to choose. So, 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 so Harambe, we're we're gonna get along really well um, because the, the what you spewed out of your mouth just now is exactly what I would have uh, spewed. And um, Baldy, I, I I couldn't agree more with Harambe's answer there. Uh, that's why they play on separate days uh, because that that's a tough choice. Uh, well, there is three, the reason I ask is because I am the opposite. I am more of a NFL uh, fan than I am a college fan. And I think in the, the sports world of football, I think it's it's either your NFL before college or your college before NFL. I think there's a lot of people out there that would prefer just to watch college and they're haters on the NFL. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are – would rather watch the NFL and are kind of haters on the college games. So See, I feel, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you could play fantasy football college, would that change your mind? Uh, no, I don't think. Cause no? Absolutely. Well, there is a, here's the thing, though. I mean, if, if you got to look at – you know how hard that would be to play fantasy football in college sports? I mean, don't get – don't – overthink this but my point of this is is i feel like if i was let's say i had a you know you know nine guys going and i i don't pay attention to the ucla game 
like I would if I had the UCLA running back on my fantasy football team. You get what I'm you get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you follow the Alabamas and the top, you know, you always because those are the ones that are always on prime time. But you know, I only really follow I follow the Browns. I wouldn't follow any other NFL team other than watching Sports Center if I didn't play fantasy football. Really? I mean, yeah. Not the opposite. On Sunday, I'm in front of the TV from one o'clock until it's it's the, the Sunday night game's over. I don't leave the TV. I watch football on Sunday. And if there's Saturday games, I'll watch football on Saturday. If there's Thursday night games, Monday night games, I'm watching football. But would you if you didn't play fantasy football? Uh, yes, I always have. I've only been playing fantasy football for a couple years. Three, I think three years is all the longer I've been playing fantasy football. And that has not changed the way I watch the game at all. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, fair uh, enough. The reason, the reason I got into fantasy football is because I had a lot of friends playing fantasy football and I was always picking their teams. Harambe, do you play fantasy? Uh, I did up until this year. I actually got out of the league that I was in to uh, try and focus more time elsewhere. Would but, you get uh, Would you get in another fantasy football league if uh, the right situation came up? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think it was just, you know, I've been in the same league for going on six years now, and I think I just needed to, to either step away, take a break, um, he didn't even learn how to just, lose what it was. Did you ever, yeah, how, how did you, did you ever win a championship or anything? I never did. I came runner-up one year, and the last two seasons I had the number one seed, a first-round bye in the playoffs, and got eliminated in the, I guess would be the divisional round. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. So that's, a, that's like, year. dude, that's so. like kissing your sister, too. That sucks. Yeah. Back-to-back years was, uh, was kind of a, a low blow, but yeah, I was definitely, it's definitely something I'd get back into, and I'm kind of the opposite of Baldy over here. Uh, you know, playing fantasy football makes me more aware of what's going on in the league, and I change kind of my watching habits based on the players that are more on my yeah. fantasy team, making sure that you watch those games. But I think that I would almost give a little bit, a slight nod to college football over NFL just based solely on the pageantry of, of college football. There's so much of a – you can watch college game day and they're running all these specials and they've got all these primetime games and you've got a number two versus a number three or a number one and a number two going at each other. Good primetime games um, with the, the whole college game day environment, it, it almost hypes it up to another level to where you're like, okay, yeah, College football is where it's at, and in the, in the NFL, you have the national pundits that, that talk about it. But there's really, when you have your NFL morning shows, things like that, and plenty of stuff out there about fantasy football. Yeah, but uh, I mean, there's nothing like. I mean, there's no show that beats College Game Day um, for sure, right. and I totally agree with that. I do have a question for you though. Do you, uh, what's how do I want to word this? Ohio State Michigan game. Would you rather that? Would you rather that every year be a noon kickoff, or would you? Are you okay with it? You know, being a three thirty or even a prime time eight o'clock game, or are you like a? I don't want to say realist. I can't think of the the word right now, but um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I would. I, 
to be honest with you, I'd just like to get the ass whooping over with as early in the day as possible and move on with my uh, my Saturday. It's almost like a yearly thing now. It's like Ohio State's playing Michigan this week. Oh, could be a good game for the first half, <laughs> not so much in the second. So, but but let's so know, so uh, take the, take all that aside. Let's just like let's pretend they're one two in the country. Yeah. Which they were in 2006. So I was in Columbus for that game. It was unbelievable. But it was a noon game. And I'm a traditionalist. That's the word I was looking for. I think that game should be 12 o'clock every year, right around Thanksgiving. And I'm with you. Get the ass whooping over with. But um, that's kind of where I was going with that. Yeah, I mean, there is something special to be said about, I mean, you can see uh, a lot of, in the recent years, it's been a Wisconsin, a Penn State, um, yeah, a couple years ago, Virginia Tech came into the shoe. There is something special about a Saturday night, 8 o'clock, it's dark, it's in the shoe, the lights are shining bright, it's on prime time, there is something special about that, but those those traditional, back to the founding of the the NCAA football with Ohio State, Michigan. I'm with you. I want that to be a 12 o'clock kickoff, regardless of the venue, whether it's at the big house or at the shoe. I'd rather it be a noon kickoff and just keep it traditional and as as consistent as you could on a year-to-year basis, which they have been doing for you know the last however many seasons it's been going on now yeah so you know so can one of you real quick google the last time michigan beat ohio state i, I got a, a I, I got a point year. to be made i want to know the year i think it was 2012 2013 let's see but anyway moving on um that's a good point i i i kind of went off the rails there it's kind of good though i love it um Michigan last beat Ohio State in 2011. Okay. So, fun fact about 2011. Fun fact here. My daughter Ainsley has never seen Michigan beat Ohio State in her whole life. How freaking awesome is that? Love it. Hopefully that's hopefully that's that's the rest of our life right there. Never see that team up north. <laughs> they already know not to say the uh, the M word on uh, on on uh, during uh, that week. So, but uh, good stuff, good stuff. So moving on, um, uh, we got to talking uh, a little bit. Got to know Harambe a little bit and his fandom. Uh, what did you think about the draft, boys? Browns. I, I give I give the Browns a a a plus. I thought they, for once in my life, actually had a very good draft pick. I mean, across the board, not just not just the the uh, Jedrick Wills and and um, on down. I think I think the way they they did their picks and all the way down the line, I thought was a very good draft pick for the Cleveland Browns. Harambe. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go. All right, I'd give him an A. Um, you know, if you look at the diversity that they drafted in this draft, you start off, you've got an offensive tackle, and you go to the defensive side of the ball, and you get a, you get a safety, a defensive tackle, a linebacker, 
then you loop back around in the fourth round and pick up a tight end, a center, and a wide receiver. I was not thrilled with the last selection, Donovan Peoples-Jones, mainly like just that. because he's one of them boys from up north. But uh, I guess that's just my fandom kicking in. If the, if, the, if the guy can play football at the NFL level for the Cleveland Browns, I'm more than happy to overlook uh, what school he went to. But it goes right back to that movie Major League Two, bro, and the fact that we brought Jack we brought Jack Parkman here, and that shimmy made all the Cle- women in Cleveland go crazy. But as soon as he put on that White Sox uniform, it made all it drove all the women in, to puke. Uh, so so if he's here and he's in the brown and orange, I could care less where he went to school. Now when he goes somewhere else. I'm going to call Ann Arbor a whore still. (laughs) So, yeah, but I get you on that. It's so different from back in the day with Braylon Edwards, the same thing, and then even Jabril Peppers a couple years ago. The the problem I had with Braylon Edwards, though, was he said that the reason he didn't catch balls was because people from Ohio couldn't accept that he was from Michigan, and and that's such bullshit. Yep. You're not catching the balls because you suck. Peppers is playing in a different zip code. That's all his excuse. Yeah. I had no problems with Peppers. I have problems with the defense. Wait, you thought Peppers played okay? I I didn't didn't, didn't think Peppers really did a whole hell of a lot for Cleveland. Because of what Harambe just said. He literally was playing 40 yards off the ball. You cannot make plays that way. You can't. Well, but he's... Again, I mean, is that is that on him or is that on the coaching? I don't know. It's on the coaching, in my opinion. My opinion, but so, um, yeah. So I thought yeah, I get back, back, back to the, back to your, your, your draft questions. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see with uh, Wills in there. You know, right tackle. Um, He's going to get moved to left tackle, and you got Conklin on the right side of the, the line, and and uh, with them two, with you know, with them two, and then you, you bring in an Austin Hooper to go with the Njoku, um, and possibly this Bryant that we picked up in the draft, and then you got Kareem Hunt and uh, um, Nick Chubb in the backfield. I just, I, I think they have a potential, but. Potentially having a very scary offense. Is David is David and Joku going to be on the team week one against the Baltimore Ravens? I say no. I say yes. I agree with Harambe. I think I think he's gone, and I think they're going to uh, probably trade him to try to get something for him. I know it's kind of I'm, this is bold prediction, I guess, because cutting him, you're not going to get anything. But I agree with Rombe. I, I don't think he, I don't think he's going to be here. But what do you trade him? What do you trade? But if you trade him, what do you trade him for? What do you need? It'd, it'd be a Duke Johnson type of deal. I think it would be a fourth or a fifth round pick. Right. It's not going to be a high pick. He's yep. had injury problems and he hasn't been as productive as he was scheduled to be coming out of Miami. And I think that it's. You know, obviously, he's been somewhat of a letdown with the injury-prone problems that he's had. So that's why I actually applaud the Browns in the aggressive nature that they took in free agency. You know, we say, what is going in 
before free agency, the biggest thing, what do the Browns need to get? They need a left tackle, okay? Or they need an they need offensive line help. Okay, boom. We go sign Jack Conklin, the best tackle on the market. Then we go and sign Austin Hooper, the best tight end on the market. So right there, you've already solved. And I wasn't really looking at tight end as a, a major need. But that being said, I'm not anywhere disappointed with the pickups right. that they made in the draft with Harrison Bryant or with going out and getting Austin Hooper. So Well, I think I think I think we're not I think I, I think we're discounting I think we're discounting the Donovan Peoples Jones pick too and I know he's like we just said it you know from from that team up north but again at, at that late of a pick that dude could be a stud in this offense but thought I thought I thought I, I was shocked that they picked him that late in the draft well, and uh it makes you wonder too what are the Browns doing with the wide receiver for well, I mean, you just brought you just brought Higgins back. You got a Landry. You got Nodell Beckham. Now you got uh, Peoples Jones. I mean, what are you doing? I don't think you can ever have too much depth at any position. To be honest, with agree. You. If if Donovan Peoples Jones turns out to be a stud, congratulations, you've got him on a rookie contract for the next four years. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, they they've set it up to where even if Beckham either gets traded or leaves in free agency when his contract's up, or Landry decides they decide to move on from Landry. They're setting the foundation now for that to come down the road and 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 going with their salary cap to not have to pay all these guys all at once. Because I don't know if you guys know the the, the defensive end on the Browns is a guy named Miles Garrett. He, he is coming up for a contract, and the dude's going to get himself a nice paycheck. Um, so setting up for the future while still trying to win right now, I feel is the attitude that the Browns have taken and being very aggressive in the draft and being very aggressive in free agency and I feel like the the pieces are set, you have solid coaching staff now and this should be an upstart season for the Cleveland Browns in my opinion. Now that being said, going back to Donovan Peoples Jones Stick, if I have to ask you a question, okay, so if it comes down to the same situation all over again and maybe this is my homerism kicking in, very possible. Yep. I'm an Ohio State fan, obviously. Yep. K.J. Hill was sitting on the board at that point in time. I've watched K.J. Hill at Ohio State dominate for the last five years. And instead, they picked up Donovan Peoples-Jones. Well, I'm going to tell you this much right now. In the last 10 years' worth of drafts, the Buckeyes have put some really good players in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, not on the Browns, though. Just wait till I'm finished here. How many of those players are on the Browns? Uh, here we go. Correct. And that's asinine to me because you're looking at a two-hour drive south down 71. Right. It's the easiest school that you could possibly scout for in your home state. Yep. And I don't feel like the Browns do enough to go and pluck those talented players out of Ohio. I mean... If you look at the defensive, just the defensive ends that Ohio State has pumped out the last three years, the Bosa brothers and Chase Young alone, those are three top, what, top two picks in the last three drafts? So, yeah. Obviously, the talent's there, and it's it's there all over the, the, the board. Now, I will say... I had never really seen until the last couple of years, and especially under the Urban Meyer regime, 
Ohio State players being so set up for the next level of NFL success. I mean, you're talking about just this year alone, you had uh, Damon Arnett, you had Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, all go in the first round. And, you know, the, the talent's obviously there. And you're two hours north of Ohio State's campus. First round, didn't they all go in like the first five picks, the first ten picks? Okuda was three. Chase yeah, and Joe Burrow, who who went to Ohio State for a minute, was one. Right. So, the Buckeyes aren't short of talent. I mean, we we're we're beating a dead horse a little bit in the fact that, yeah, the Brown. Well, what we're not saying is, the Browns are stupid for not drafting more Buckeyes. Well, I mean, you you know, you as a Cleveland fan know this for. 40 years, 41 years, we've, I mean, nothing's changed. Well, right. I was, other than other than this year, like I said, I thought they did a great job in the draft, which that's uh, probably the first time I've ever seen that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll stand by my statement of saying that, you know, if Donovan Peoples-Jones comes in here, wears the brown and orange and is a stud, I'm fine with that. But whoever the general manager is for the Chargers, got a hell of a steal picking K.J. Hill up in the sixth round. That dude is going to be a stud. And I give them all the props in the world because no, in, in my wildest dreams did I never picture K.J. Hill dropping to the sixth round of the NFL draft. I know. Well, you know, it's funny, too, uh, and not to change the subject too much here, but I'm going to. The, the Ravens picking Dobbins scares oh, the man. absolute dog shit out of me. Well, yeah. Yeah, that, that team, that team, that God, they're going to be a scary team. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Dobbins, Ingram, all in the backfield. Yeah. Thank God. That, that's Are, that's that arguably is, the best backfield in the NFL. Yep. I mean, that is, that is scary. Scary. So, um... I mean, transitioning into the Ravens, I'm extremely unhappy that the the NFL scheduled the Ravens week one. I know you got to knock, you know, the king of the hill off the off the mountain. I just we've won one home opener since we came back. I think since in '99, and I don't like the fact we're playing them, but. You know, it is what it is. What 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 are your thoughts on all that? Uh, like I said earlier, I mean, you're knocking the Browns before you, before they even start the season. Um, you're not even giving them a chance to win by saying they pretty much just lost the first game of the season. I also, I mean, change my mind. Well, it, well I, right, but I mean, dude, how much? How differently are you looking at the Cleveland Browns if they come and win Week One against the Baltimore Ravens? Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I think the season would take on a drastically different trajectory if you do go get that win. But I, the whole reason I, I know, stick you're upset the NFL scheduled this game Week One, but is there any really? better opportunity for the Browns to win a home opener than going after the big bad wolf of the division. And if you knock them off, you knock them off. And if you lose, it's the toughest team you're playing in the season. 
It is. So, and they're in your division. So if you want to set a precedence for where we want to win in the division because that's where your playoff aspirations right. start from, start it off out the gate. And who's to say that, you know, the Ravens aren't sitting back on the other side going, oh, shit, the NFL gave us the Browns week one. Easy, easy W. I disagree with that for the reason this, and Harambe, I'm going to tell you why. The worst thing to happen to the Browns last year wasn't Freddie Kitchens, it wasn't John Dorsey, and it wasn't the whatever went on inside the Browns organization. You know what the worst thing that happened to the Browns was? The Ravens getting their asses wiped by the Tennessee Titans because now... They have a chip on their shoulder, too. Yeah. And they're going to come into this game with their shoes on fire, man, in my opinion. So, yeah. I, I mean. On it, paper, the Browns should have the horses to play ball with. Well, they yeah. should, absolutely. But we had the horses last year, and we did. We wiped the floor with their jock straps last year. And then they right. went on to win 11 in a row after that. Well, and, and, and here's my thing, though. I mean, I don't necessarily see the Ravens being our first game as all that bad. It is going to be one of the hardest games they play the whole season, obviously playing them twice. I mean, if you look at their schedule, there's nobody else other than maybe the Texans, which I think that was a fluke last year. Uh, there's nobody else in our schedule this year that's going to be as tough as the Ravens and if you can compete with the Ravens possibly beat the Ravens you can win every fucking game of the year okay well that no, transitions no, 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 no. hey guess what that transitions us right into where I wanted to go it's time no. boys for the schedule game hey before we start that one quick thing yep so you have the Ravens week one if So, if the Browns go in there and win that game, in your opinion, what does that do for the trajectory of their season? They lose against the Bengals. <laughs> because the thing I worry about is, if you look at the first game last year, we went up against a very physical Tennessee Titans team. On paper, the Browns were far superior. However, the final score did not indicate that, and I don't think any of us, myself included, saw the Tennessee Titans going to the AFC Championship game. Right, right. So I feel like we are going to learn a lot about this new version of the Browns team by halftime of the Ravens game. Does anybody disagree or agree with that? Well, here's the thing. This I'm on board. This is what I want to see this year versus last year. It did not it, – last it did. it never mattered how we played the first half last year. We always got our asses whooped in the second half. And we never changed the way that we played a team. You know, when you go into halftime, you look at what you're doing right, you look at what you're doing wrong, and you come out and you play the game differently in the second half compared to how that team that you're playing against. The Browns never did that last year. I'm more interested to see what happens in the second half of the games this year, not the first half. Well, well yeah, because the, the, the Browns did not make any adjustments at, at all. If you, look at, if you look at most of the games last year, first half of the game, we were pretty much right there, if not uh, winning. And uh, second half, again, it's gone. I so, the only disagreement I have with that is the 49ers game. I don't think the Browns uh, ever walked off the plane on that one. Uh, uh, I said I said the majority of the games, because that was a thorough ass-whooping on primetime TV, so... 
Yeah, I still uh, don't even know what the hell happened. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. I still have nightmares about that. So, all right. So, Harambe, it, uh, since you're our guest today, um, I'm going to let you uh, – we're going to go by you, what your record's going to be for the Browns. And, um, first of all, let's let's say what we think the record's going to be, then let's play the scheduled game. Okay? All right. Harambe, what do you think? I have the Browns at ten and six, which, in my opinion, will be good enough for second place and a wild card berth in the playoffs. Uh, Baldy. Well, I originally had them at ten and six, but I somehow moved to twelve and four. <laughs> well, well, let's see how we get there. All right, we got Browns at Ravens, Week One, Harambe. I have that as a shocking win on the road, week one. I, uh, I, I'm going to disagree. I think the Browns go in and, uh, and crap the bed. Um, I don't think they get blown out, but I think they lose by seven. Baldy? I am with you, and I say that the Browns will lose. Um, and I, I agree with you also. I don't think they're going to get blown out. Um... So, but I'm going, yeah, I'm definitely with a, a loss on that one. Okay. Um, we uh, come back home for the uh, the Joe Burrow led Bengals. What do you got, Harambe? Uh, I think that was as a win. With it being early in the season, I feel like Joe Burrow is going to struggle a little bit at the beginning of part of the season. I do have, I, I do think he's going to be a highly effective quarterback at the NFL level. He has the size, he has the accuracy, and he has the arm. He's also playing for the Bengals. We've seen, yes, but we've seen quarterbacks come in and struggle the first few games of the season then turn it on in the back half. And opposite of that, we've seen rookies come in and light it on fire and then defenses adjust to them. So I feel like it's going to be a back and forth, but uh, playing the Bengals early in the season – I, mean, I just think the Browns are, are better than the Bengals flat out, and I'll put that down in the W. Okay, okay. Um, Baldy, you on board? Oh, yeah. I, I think the Bengals are going to suck. I got a W for their, that, too. So, um, we're moving along. Uh, two home games in a row. The uh, the uh, the pig skins, the Washington Redskins are coming into town. Duh, Dwayne Haskins, Buckeye quarterback, leading them. Uh, who knows if he'll even be the quarterback by week three. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure he's that good. That's one thing Ohio State doesn't spit out is good quarterbacks for the NFL. No, not, not at the NFL. Not at NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, so I uh, I have that as a win. Harambe, your thoughts? I have that as a win, but I also have that as a very close win. And I what? believe that the Redskins have a chance to win – the NFC East this year. What? Uh, the last, they have four first-round picks on their defensive line. The last team to do that was the San Francisco 49ers, and we see where that led them last year. Wow. They have the talent on the defensive side of the ball. The offense has been lacking, but well, you don't win a game with, with Ron Rivera as the new head coach. Riverboat. Like Riverboat Ron. But uh, I'll put that down as a Browns W. Wow, that is a bold prediction number one. NFC East 
champion Washington Redskins. Okay, I'm writing that down. What, what do they have? What do they have on offense though? I mean, I mean is, who cares about Riviere or whatever the hell the freaking old Carolina freaking coach? Right. He didn't do nothing there. Well, he's got the best freaking running back in the NFL in McCaffrey, and he can't win games. Now he's got an offense with no players, and you're saying they're going to win the freaking NFC East? Uh, <laughs> that, I'm not saying they're a good team. I'm saying the NFC NFC East is probably the weakest division well, in football. I, I will give, yeah, I will give you that. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Redskins. Who's your pick? Uh, the sexy pick is, is Dallas, but I don't think they're going to do shit this year. So uh, I'm gonna, okay. yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the sexy pick on that. And I mean, I think Dallas, I think Dallas might have a good team this year. Yeah. Okay, we got to move on. We got to move on, boys. We got to move on. Here, here we go. We're game four of the season, and <laughs> speak of the devil, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. Um, what do you got, Harambe? Well, fun time for the Cowboys is over. I got the Browns going to four and zero. Wow! Sucker punching the Cowboys in the mouth in their home stadium. Four and zero, Cleveland Brown. Can you even can you even say that without like getting chills? I can't, but that's where I'm at right now. It's uh. Will it's, you go out and buy a jersey if the if the Browns go four and zero? Will you go out and buy a jersey? Uh, probably. Browns go four and zero. I'm gonna go to the bar, and the rounds are on me. Done. That, hey, by the I'm way, this is hey. Day. By the way, this is recording, and I'm holding you to that. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Browns losing that game, Baldy. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start saving up. Yeah, I I think the Browns could win that game, but I I think they're gonna lose it as well. So we're we're at Harambe, uh, our guest at four and zero, which is a bold prediction. I'm at two and two. Um, Baldy's at two and two. We both have the same wins and losses there. Moving on to game five, the uh, the Colts come to town. Um, they got a new quarterback. Uh, he's not young. Um, but he always plays good, usually. Um, by the way, he's a really good fantasy quarterback. Um, what do you guys got on that one? Well, I've got that shockingly as the Browns' first loss. The old gunslinger Phil Rivers is going to knock the Browns down a peg, back to reality a little bit, and, uh, I put that down as the as first loss of the season. So oh, I, dis I disagree. I think Phillip Rivers is a bitch, and I'm going to call it a win. <laughs> I ain't never seen somebody crown a field as much as Phillip Rivers. He, 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 actually, he's a damn good dude. He's a real – in fact, I, you're right. He's a good quarterback. He doesn't put up numbers, but I'm still going to go with he's a bitch. I got it as a win. Um, I, I like Phillip Rivers. Uh, he's just um, – he just can't. I, I just don't think he can come here and win uh, that game. Uh, then uh, we actually got a pretty good secondary too. Yeah, they're a good team. I, I just I don't know. I, I just don't see it as a, uh, uh, a win for them. Um, but that does move us right into um, the Pitts Puke Squealers game at Pitts Tucky at the butthole of America. Um, <laughs> I just choked on a nice cube. <laughs> what uh, Harambe? What, what do you got there, bro? I've got that as a loss. 
dropping the Browns to four and two. I feel like it's going to be a, a close game. Heinz Field is always tough. Um, the return of Ben Roethlisberger. I know that there's bad blood between the teams as to obviously what happened at the end of last year. Um, uh, on the road, in a tough situation, uh, I go back-to-back losses for the Colts and the Steelers. Take an L for the Browns on that one. I, I disagree with that. I think the Browns and Miles Garrett have uh, a bone to pick, something to prove, prove something to Bobby Goodell. Uh, the the commissioner and I think um, they're gonna go in and kick the shit out of Steelers. I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more too. But I actually agree. Uh, I think the Browns can win this game. I think Ben Roethlisberger one is overrated. I think he's pretty much done in the NFL. And I just I'll go with what Karambe says. Just being in Heinz Heinz Field, I just I I, I put that as a loss myself. Okay. Well, that's that puts um, puts us at four and two. Uh, everybody right now is at four and two. Baldy is at three and three. Um, we're moving into the the Bungles uh, at Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's second right. shot at the Browns. It was the same as the first one. That's a win for the Browns. Yep. Again, Bengals are going to suck. Bengals have always sucked. Never mind. I agree. I think that's a sweep across the board for us. I think we sweep the Bengals this year. That's a win. We win the Battle, win the battle of Ohio this year. Yeah. Um, Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders at home. So the Raiders got to come across the country. Um, John Gruden and company. Uh, what are your thoughts? Harambe. So, this is one of the games I went back and forth on a couple times. I am going to pick it as a Browns win. Uh, the Raiders are going to be a fairly solid team this year. The upgrades that they made on offense, um, they obviously need some wide receivers. They had tight ends that could blow the top off the defenses, but no wide receivers. So, addressing that through the, the draft. Um, hey, what's up, everybody? We had a little uh, technical snafu there. Uh at uh, the 42-minute mark, uh, Harambe uh, got cut off talking about the haters. Um, so, uh, at the break, we have the Browns going 6-2. and two, um, And Baldy's got them at 5-3. and three. Uh, Going into the, the, the bye week, and the Texans are coming to town. Three home games in a row. Um... Harambe, start us off. What are your thoughts on the Texans this year? So, I mean, the Texans, I think, are going to be a solid team. I know the Browns get to play them after the bye week, so you would think an extra week of preparation would uh, would lend itself for a Browns win. But I'm going to backtrack on that a little bit. And I think Deshaun Watson's a little too much. And J.J. Watt is going to have a monster game, and they're going to knock the Browns off. So I'll get that marked down as a Browns loss on my end. I, I also have them at a loss. Baldy, what, what are your thoughts on, on all of that? Uh, if J.J. Watt's actually playing, I mean, he's getting up there in age, and he is definitely prone to getting hurt. But even if he's not playing, I have the Texans winning, so I have them as a loss, too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page there. I, 
you know, a lot can change by that time of the season. That's why this is fun, and it's definitely going to um, be fun to go back and, and, you know, talk a little shit to each other about what we said. Um, but uh, then we got the Eagles coming to town. Um, I'm going to start here, Harambe, and say if Carson Wentz is playing, it's going to be a hell of a lot tougher game. I just don't know if he will be. So I have the Browns winning that game. I think irregardless of whether or not Carson Wentz plays, I don't think that the Eagles have the level of competition and the level of talent that the Browns have. Um, and most likely by that point in the season, Carson Wentz will probably be on crutches. So facing Jalen Hurts makes it a lot easier in my opinion. But irregardless of who their quarterback is, I think the Browns handle business and they get the win against the Eagles. Baldy? Um, I kind of disagree um, in one aspect. I don't think Carson Wentz will be on crutches. If anything, he's going to be in a wheelchair on a freaking gurney. <laughs> uh, he, he's uh, he just he just he can't stay healthy. And to be honest with you, I don't know that Carson Wentz is even that good of a quarterback. He's never played long enough to show me that he is. Um. I do agree that they don't have the competition, and I, I think we win. I think we win. I, I, I agree with that, but I'll be shocked if Carson Wentz makes it through that this season that far as well. Okay, okay. It's it's only week uh, week ten, but he usually gets hurt later than that. But I was saying that too. So uh, we all got the win there. Then nice. Okay, so we're sitting at um, uh, looks like six and three. We got seven and three. Um, looks like I'm seven and three, and Baldy is at um, six and four. Uh, going into the Jack, ja <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, did somebody puke on their head, or is that their <laughs> helmet that they wear? It's you can't even hardly say pitch puke anymore when you got the freaking Jaguar sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's a factual comment. Factual. Um, I couldn't name one player on the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I'm not sure about you guys. That's actually a good question. <laughs> Is Leonard Fournette still there? He might still be there. I think he's still there. I just don't know what capacity he'll play this year for him. I there, to me, you know, the NFL is is a, is built on a cycle you have your teams that are upstart it wasn't too long ago that the jacksonville jaguars were playing in the afc championship game against tom brady and the patriots and now based on the national pundits and just you know viewing them as a from ourselves that they're the dumpster fire of the nfl in my opinion and i feel like the browns are going to roll them if, 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 the, if the nfl runs on a cycle and the law you, 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 start, you start off, you start off good, yeah. and then you get bad, and then you get good, and you get bad. Yeah. At what point do the Browns get good? Well, <laughs> it's it's this year. It's coming. it's coming this year. This this is the. Year. I mean, are the Browns are the Browns just left out of that cycle? But but here's the other thing too. In, so Harambe, you you're, you're hooked then. You're hooked. It's a hell of a lot easier in the NFL to have a, a turnaround season in one year based on what you do in free agency and what you do in the draft opposed to any other sport, in my opinion, I feel like it's an easier turnaround time in the NFL. It hasn't materialized for the Browns, but the law of averages tell you that the Browns will not be bad forever. At some point, 
the Browns will be good. Will I be alive? I mean, we hey, 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 hey. hey I mean, we spoke about this earlier. Yeah. It took 108 years for the Cubs to win the World Series. So, you know, we might not be around, but, you know, Harambe, you're right. We're, we're going to be good at some point in time. Uh, <laughs> so, so, anyway, uh, moving on. We got the Tennessee Titans who um, – who who smashed us last year? Game one of the season, and uh, you know they. Uh, there's another line in uh, Major League that uh, you always can tell by the first at bat of the season how the season's going to go, and uh, you know that's uh, pretty much what happened, right? Yep. Um, but I think the defense smacked us in the mouth, and we never really recovered from that point on. And I mean, so. the first half, like in the first half, we were there. But uh, once they missed that extra point after going down and scoring a touchdown, I felt like uh, I, I, I just felt the air come out. I was in Vegas for that game, and I put money on the Browns, and and then the money's still in Vegas um, <laughs> because the Browns can suck my John for that. So. Um, but anyway, um, I got them losing this game again. I think it's going to be close, but uh, I just think they have our number right now. They're a good team. I agree with that. I know that they lost Conklin to us off their offensive line. Um, they are still a solid team. Uh, Mike Vrabel will have that defense ready to play. Uh, signed Tannehill to their deal. Uh, will they have a season like they had last year? I would highly doubt it. They're actually... In my opinion, them and Buffalo are the two teams that could have down seasons. Um, Ryan Tannehill is not that good of a quarterback, dude, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's. I feel like it's going to be an emotional game. Uh, the Browns are going to want to win to show that last year was a fluke. Um, I just don't think they get it done. I think, like you said, the Titans have our number right now. Derrick Henry yep. running over everybody. Um be a close game but i'll take the browns to lose that one baldy i disagree with one like i think that the tennessee titans last year was a fluke i don't think they're gonna have any a season anywhere near that again derrick henry he was given the option of pretty much getting fired or start running the ball and he came out with an excellent year last year i don't see it happen i don't see that happening again this year either i i, I got the browns winning this and I think the Titans, Mike Vrabel, and the, the offense and defense that they've got, I, I just I think that was a fluke last year. Cool, I really cool. did. I got us uh, – so we're at the three-quarter uh, poll of the season right now, and believe it or not, we're all at eight and four right now. Uh, we've got their different ways. Uh, Baldy has uh, kind of – has a few different picks than us. Um, he's probably the smarter of us three anyway. Um they say the less hair you have, the the bigger the brain. So, uh, <laughs> so the three quarter pull we're coming around the corner to the finish line, and we got the Ravens Monday Night Football. Lamar Jackson's coming to town. Um, I mean, it's the twelfth game of the season or thirteenth game of the season. Um, I think we kicked their ass. I think it, I think cars get burned downtown Cleveland. Couches get flipped, cars get burned, and babies are made that night. 
<laughs> so that that's that's where I'm at. I got him with a dub that night. Uh, Baldy, where are you at on that? Uh, I say we win. I, I agree with that. I don't know about a blowout win, but I say we win. I think the Browns are going to come out in prime time, and, and, and uh, I think they're going to pull it off. Do you think uh, there are going to be I nine hope, months I from? I hope there's not uh, cars burning and 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 uh, being flipped. I mean, if babies are being made, good for you. But 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 yeah, in nine months from that date, do you think there are going to be a little lot of little bakers running around or uh, little Odell's? Very possible. I mean, okay. Primetime games, man. There's there's a lot of alcohol being thrown around. Okay. Well, I got. I, I think. Um, I got somebody that's going to tell us differently here. Harambe, where you at, bud? Oh, here we go. Monday Night Football primetime. The Ravens are too good. I'm, I I hate to say it, but the Ravens are too damn good. It's late in the season. They're going to be hitting their stride, looking for their playoff run, looking for their playoff identity. I just think the, the pieces are aligned. We beat them week one on the road. We have an opportunity to play a Monday Night Football game at home against them again, I don't think they're going to squander that opportunity. I have the Ravens beating the Browns at home on Monday Night Football. So you have a bunch of little Lamars and uh, JKs uh, birthed in nine months from that day then, is what you're telling me. Lamars are not born in Cleveland. I'm good with that. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. So uh, we got uh, eight and five now after a, a loss. I'm at nine and four. And uh, Baldy, nine and four, going to do what I think is super weird, um, are the Browns even going to come home after these next two games? Um, it's in the same stadium. They play the Giants, and then they play the Jets. They play in the, they share a stadium. Are the Browns just going to stay in New York, or are they going to come home? God, I hope not. Because if you're looking for one thing that could derail the season at the end of the year, it would be staying in New York and looking for those news headlines. Yep. Nothing good happens after dark. Nothing after midnight. After I, dark I say after midnight, city. yep. If you want to stay in New York City, you better have these guys at the top of their game. And I'm not saying they can't go out and have a good time. That's in their nature. But... To me, two, having a good time, two weeks in New York City without a break. Obviously, you're going to be practicing. You're going to be game prepping. I don't feel like it, it logistically. Yes, it makes sense to just stay there because you're playing two back-to-back -back games at the same stadium. But uh, is it a good idea with the divas on the team, such as an Odell? or a Kareem Hunt who's been in trouble before. I think um, you're exactly right, and you have to come home. It's not that. It's not like it's San Diego. It ain't right. far. It's not far away. Or L.A. I mean, it's an eight-hour drive, let alone a, an hour-and-a-half flight. Get your asses home, have sex with your wives, and then you go back there again. Sleep in your own bed. I don't know. You say have sex with your wives. Some of them do. Some of them just beat them. Well, hopefully not on the Browns. Well, Kareem, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> All right, we're at the Giants. First game at the Giants in uh, in the, uh, well, I used to call it the Meadowlands. Not the Meadowlands anymore. Um, but um, Odell, is Odell even going to be on the team week 14? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. If he's not traded before the start of the season, he ain't getting traded. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I don't know if I agree with that or not. Uh, I think you if think the season... by the deadline? I, well, I, again, it goes down... 
with the records, what we have the records at right now, the the answer of him getting trading is, is fuck no. But right. let's let's wipe the records aside. If we go into this game four and eight, four no. and nine, that could that could be a game changer. In my opinion, he gone. Could be. He gone. Might as well just go to New York and leave his ass there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. I think you learn the NFL is obviously business oriented. No player is untouchable. They can say they're untouchable all they want to, but everyone has a price. In this well, game. the NFL I mean, stands for not for long. Yeah. yeah. You know, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it's going to depend on Odell himself. Uh, what kind of mindset does he come back with after his injury? Is going to play a lot, but uh, last year too. I think the thing that's going to drive him is he's going to have this game circled on the calendar the whole year long, just counting down the days to this game. He wants to go back and make a statement, um, and getting to do it back to back weeks against the Giants and the Jets. I'm going to throw those both out there as, as both wins. I think the Jets game is going to be closer than the Giants game, but I have uh, the Browns winning both of those games. All right, so you got him. You got him at. Ten and five uh, after the Jets game. I am going to. I'm calling a loss against the Giants, um, and I got a win against the Jets. So I got them at uh, ten and five. Also, at that point in the season, I have them winning both. I think. uh, I think the Jets game is going to be harder than the Giants game, but I got them winning both. And you are at eleven and four. So Baldy's got him eleven and four going into uh, Schittsburg. So uh, ten and five, eleven and four. You most likely either have won the division, or you're guaranteed, like Harambe said, the wild card. You're not playing anybody against the Steelers if that's the case. Yeah. Agree. I would agree with that. Okay, I think Harambe and myself uh, are in a little different spot here. I feel like they won't have anything wrapped up at ten and five. I think they'll have to win that game. Um, and ten and six may not get you into the playoffs with our division being as tough as it is. And um, the AFC's tough, man. So I got them going into Pittsburgh and winning. To to put them at eleven and five, might be wishful thinking. I don't know. Well, I got I got. I mean, even with what you're what you're saying, if the Browns at that record, whether they have the division or have the wild card, does that mean the Steelers don't have anything? Are they playing everybody? I I just I don't see the Browns. I already picked the Browns to lose to them earlier in the season. The Browns aren't going to lose to them twice in the same this this year. So I have more in that game. I disagree with that. I think Pittsburgh Steelers are still going to be a solid team. I have them actually getting the season sweep of us. And the wow. reason that the last game is a loss is because I feel like the Browns will have something locked up and have the ability to rest their players. While Pittsburgh on the other end. Maybe they come into that contest that, you know, say they're nine and six and they're fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, in theory, it could knock the Browns out of the playoffs if they, if the Pittsburgh Steelers were to win that game. Um, 
I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how the rest of the season shakes out. My my strong thought is that the Browns will have a playoff spot locked up, and they'll uh, take that opportunity to rest some players before Wild Card Weekend. And uh, Pittsburgh takes advantage of that and pulls out the W to get the season sweep on us. So Harambe, by you saying that we're going to get swept by the Schittsburg Squealers, that's kind of grounds for dismissal from this program. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of figured I might be playing with fire, but it was fun. It was fun, it was fun, it was fun right? for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would never do that. Um, I, I, to show, so. I, I don't expect you to. I don't. I don't want you to agree with uh, everything that we have to say. It's uh, what makes it fun. Um, so we got uh, Harambe at ten and six um, on the edge of the playoffs. We obviously don't know what. Uh, Baldy's a solid twelve and four, which I, I mean I would take any day of the week. Um, and I got myself uh, the stick sticky icky icky at eleven and five. Um, yeah, you, you win the division at twelve and four. Fuck yeah, you do. You probably you, you might be a number one seed or two. I mean over Baltimore. Yeah, because it. Yeah, I. I well, it's let's let's go back. Hold on. I feel like somebody's got to figure out Lamar Jackson in that. So office. wait, you he's got? Oh, Lamar Jackson ain't gonna be—he ain't gonna be playing ball like that forever. He's, he's gonna—he's gonna end up being hurt. He's gonna, it's the next RG three. You got him. Well, you got him splitting against the Ravens. So I don't know what the second tiebreaker is on that. In case it would come to that, um, they're playing the same schedule we are. It just might not be the same. Like they might have the Cowboys at home versus away and things like that you know what i mean right right so i i mean i think 12 and 4 you're in the playoffs at 12 and 4 there's no if ands or buts about that oh absolutely but i just don't know what like if you get to 12 and 4 you should have a strong chance to win that division if, you, if not then you're going to be the top wild player. i can't that's imagine that's 12 and 4 that's, that's what i'm saying though i mean do you at 12 and 4 with the baltimore ravens right there do you actually win the division at 12 and 4 that's that's tough to say. I, I can't imagine you don't win the division at twelve and four, dude. I just can't imagine it. I think the tiebreaker in that situation would be division record. And on my aspect of it, uh obviously losing to the Steelers hurts, but you get the sweep of the Bengals, you yeah. get a split with the Ravens, you go three and three in the division. Not great, but yeah, so yeah, that puts them, so that probably that probably right, right there puts us in Pittsburgh and Baltimore are going to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, also. that when that probably puts us in the wild card if we go three and three in division. In my opinion, but again, I don't know. I mean, huh? That's that's interesting. Who's going to have a better year this year, Baker or Lamar? I'm going to end on that right now. Who's going to have a better year? Who? Uh... I'm going to say Baker, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to say Baker is because Baker is playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's got to come out. He's got to have a good year. If he doesn't have a good year, I don't know what his career is going to look like in the NFL. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he's going to slow down, I think. Uh, he is definitely passing the ball better. Um, but then you got Dobbins in there and Ingram in there. I think they might be getting a lot of those numbers that uh, Jackson had last year. Well, it depends on what you're talking about better year. Are you talking about statistics-wise? Are you talking about record-wise? Are you talking about the eye test? Because those are all three separate aspects that you look at. And you can say, you can watch a quarterback and be like, damn, that good, that guy's good. But maybe he's having a fluky game. 
if you pull up stats, I feel like stats can be inflated, whether you're still playing in garbage time or you're playing in games that matter into the fourth quarter, putting up points, putting up touchdowns. Uh, in that aspect, I feel like the Browns are going to have to scrap for every win that they get this year. There may be a couple games where it comes a little easier, but that scrappy nature lends itself towards yes. Baker Mayfield, and I'm taking six all day. And my, my So my, my question – see Lamar Jackson running the field like he did last year. Well, yeah, defenses are going to defenses are going to adjust, but my quite he did Harambe did kind of call me out on that there and and I appreciate that. Um my question was who's going to have a better year? I didn't specify how. And I I did kind of mean statistically, but how are quarterbacks rate how are quarterbacks ranked anyway? It's wins and, and I losses. Think biggest, I think the biggest thing is the QBR. So if you wanted to say who, yeah, has but it's wins and losses. You can't. It's plain and simple. If you don't win, you suck as a quarterback. True. It doesn't matter what your fucking QBR is. It doesn't matter how many touchdowns you have. It doesn't matter any of that shit. What matters is did you win or lose, and it's all on the quarterback's back. They either get the praise or they get the blame. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's so that's where we're at. Um, Couple takeaways from this, real quick, and then we're gonna move on. Um, I got Harambe picking the NFC East champion Washington Redskins. Um, I don't mean to laugh, but uh, that's. Uh, I'm gonna laugh later. I would have thought I would have heard that on a late night talk show as a joke. Um, <laughs> I love you, Harambe. I love you, brother. Um, and um, you know, the I already kind of went through the uh, the record, so. So moving on, um, something that was in the news this last week that I kind of saw a video of this dude. Uh, he looked about 23 or 24 years old, and his fists were moving faster than I, I, I could even see. And and he's actually 53. Yeah, he's uh, he's a dude. I think if, if he was standing in front of me, I'd probably fist down my leg. Yeah, I would shat my pants for show. He's a scary dude. The dude, I mean, at 53 years old, throwing punches like that. We're talking about Mike Tyson. It, it, he is just a scary dude. And I don't, I don't, you know, I watch a lot of UFC. I watch some boxing. I don't pay for pay-per-view ever. If Mike Tyson is going to get back in the ring, and it's, I don't give a shit if it's $200 to get the freaking fight on TV, I will buy it. So I got a question for you, uh, both of you guys here. <laughs> what, what's that? I said I'll be at Baldy's house watching because I ain't paying that. Well, I can get it for free. I'll give you that website later. Um, <laughs> for one million dollars, one round, three minutes. Nope. nope. Would you step in the ring with Mike Tyson right now? Nope. Absolutely not. Fuck yeah, because I wouldn't have to last a minute. I'd get knocked out in fourteen seconds. Kept Collect my million dollars. You'd or, be dead in 14 seconds. Or I'm just running around the ring oh, for three minutes. Well, I'm going to try. Is. I'm going to try. You know, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to run around that ring for three minutes and get away from him. Just run lap? Yep. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? If you're allowed to do that, then I'm, I'm game. I mean, I might yeah, do a little I might do a little shimmy or something to drive the women in Cleveland crazy, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I seen uh, uh, Evander Holyfield said that he would fight him. Yeah, yeah. 
no knockout blows, but he said he'd fight him. I seen uh, Tyson Fury's dad. Um, he he posted a video the other day saying that that would be an excellent celebrity match. Or, you know, I, I mean Tyson Fury. I mean, it goes back to the Balboa movie where Rocky Balboa comes out of retirement at 50, 60 years old and yeah up against the number one ranked boxer in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I think it's all a publicity thing in, in its own right. I mean, you can't beat Mike Tyson and and sit back and watch the amount of money that Floyd Mayweather made against that fight with Conor McGregor wow. in a crossover between Boxing World and UFC and not say, hey, I'm still good enough to get a piece of that action and jump back in the ring. So I know. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past him to get back in the ring and do a possible UFC crossover or a straight bo a couple straight boxing Mike matchups. Tyson? He ain't doing a UFC before, crossover before before hanging it up. He ain't doing a UFC crossover. Why not? He wants to be considered the best, greatest boxer in history. Boxing? Floyd Money Mayweather beat Conor McGregor. What are you going to do to top it? I don't know. I just I, I can see him going against Tyson Fury. Um, I think he's just got a lot that he wants to prove to himself, prove to the world. Because I think the way his career ended was kind of shitty. Um, and he's got a lot of shit built up in him. And I, that's just not somebody you want to stand in front of, in my opinion. Uh, I could see him coming out, having a few boxing matches. I don't see the hype on the UFC crossover. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure about that either. But, again, I, I really didn't think... Conor McGregor was going to step in the ring with Floyd and that happened and I'll be honest with you I think there might be a rematch there and uh, whatnot yeah, I so I don't know but um, uh, I kind of want to I want to um, transition into something else here real quick um, Harambe I, I kind of the, the audience at this point has had a chance to listen to you for over an hour uh, three times <laughs> talking to us um give us a little background on that nickname bro <laughs> what now how'd you get the nickname oh the nickname yeah okay, so uh a couple of years ago um i actually have multiple nicknames i go by harambe i've been sasquatch um i've been honky Honky Dong, Honky Kong, the White Harambe, um, White Chocolate Jesus. But the, the I can only Harambe imagine the picture from, people are picturing in their mind of you right now. I can only imagine. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Let your imaginations run wild. <laughs> it's scary the ice and, you know, I wouldn't run a one, want to run into me in the dark. But you know, so a couple of years ago, I had uh, I bought this nice. Nike uh, zip up like windbreaker jacket, um, and it's uh, it's like a navy blue and silver, but the the whole chest and back part of it is silver. So I went over to uh, a buddy of ours house, and Baldy just happened to be over there, and it was kind of raining and drizzly, a little foggy. Um, so I start walking up the hill to go look for mushrooms, and Baldy's sitting in the kitchen, 
And he texts me and he's like, hey, is that a silverback gorilla up in the woods? And I was like, oh, are you talking about the fact that I'm like a gorilla in the mist because it was foggy and misty? Or are you telling me that I'm fat like a damn gorilla? And he's like, both. And I was like, fuck it. And he, uh, he just came up with Harambe and uh, it's, it's kind of stuck ever since. So That is hilarious. That's a good story. Good story. Um, that's that's well worth uh, well worth a few minutes there. So, uh I'm I'm pretty sure all three of us have been catching on Sunday nights the uh, ten part documentary on uh, the Chicago Bulls Last Dance. Absolutely love it. Um, it's brought back a lot of memories for me. Um, I was never a Michael Jordan fan. Um, I actually um. I'll give you a little rundown. Harambe probably doesn't even know this, but Ryan Sandberg also wore number 23 in Chicago, but everybody thought I wore 23 because of uh, Jordan, and I hated people saying that um, because I was a baseball player, and I wanted Ryan Sandberg to be more famous than him, and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but, you know, when you're a kid, you don't you don't think differently, and... Um, so this has brought back a lot of memories. I always respected his game, and I, I hated the fact that he beat up on the Cavs and the shot and blah, blah, blah. But um, it's really opened my eyes about this dude and what type of life uh, he lives. And, I mean, to walk in his shoes, there's no way I would probably even be able to mentally handle walking in his shoes for even, you know, a month, let alone... Right. And I oh, think I mean, that's why he's so the, private. To, to the early years, even, you know, when he first came into the league and he had an uphill battle from the get-go. I yeah. mean, you had to go and face the Detroit Pistons, the bad boys of the NBA. Yeah. And most people would not have the mental fortitude to sustain that. They would fold in that situation, and that would have been the end of Michael Jordan. Yeah. It, it goes to his character, and it goes to his – if the dude set his mind to something, it was getting done. He wanted to win six championships, and, and damn it, they won six championships. Yeah. Um, not to mention, like you say, put his mind to it. It just took one first to say one bad thing to him, and he'd come back and check you up. Exactly. Well, I mean, and it was he, funny. He it's funny how he would make shit up that wasn't even true that to motivate him. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, you know, that's the one part of this documentary. It was, it's, it's interesting to watch, you know, not realizing that they had a camera crew with them for that entire 97 season and seeing the day to day life of an NBA player is fascinating to me. But at the same time, it wasn't just Michael willing himself to be better. He pulled every single one of his teammates. He drugged them with him, whether you wanted to come along or not, you're on the team. And damn it, you're going to contribute one way or another, whether I got to ride your ass and practice every day or let you sit back and do your own thing, kind of like what he did with Dennis Rodman. Well, he said it perfect. But either you want to be here or you don't. Exactly. Either you put it in or you leave. And he said and, and that gives him a bad rap in the end of, you know, in this whole documentary. But it's like, oh, Michael, Michael Jordan's a dick. He's an asshole. You know, well, he's arguably the the greatest back basketball player to ever fucking play the game, and he's got six championships to back up his talk. So if he wants to be a badass, he wants to talk shit, let him do it because his game is what spoke for him in his entire career. The what? Who's, 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 what's crazy is who's calling the asshole. 
Sports Illustrated call him an asshole. The news people are calling him an asshole. Other teams are calling him an asshole. If you talk to the people that he played with, they love him. Uh, he wasn't. He was. Yeah. Not, he was not an asshole. No. Nope. He did what needed to be done to win these championships. Well, he was an asshole at the time, but looking back on it, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and they wouldn't be where they got to if he wasn't the way he was. And he it was shows right now how much. Um, that decade, that era of basketball is completely different than today. And what I mean by that is, and and Dave, or shoot, sorry, Baldy, I know you can attest to this. Your teammates were your teammates, and when they weren't, you wanted to kill them. And, yep. I mean, I have friends to this day that I have punched in the face because we were playing basketball and they were on the other team. But when they were on my team, we were best of friends. And that's the difference between that and the NBA now. They all want to buddy up, buddy, buddy, and play with each other. And Mike Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, those guys didn't. It shows the brutality of how NBA was played back then versus now. Oh, yeah. Back then, then, you got mugged in order to get a foul called. Yeah. Today, all you got to do is split somebody. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of your NBA players today don't have the bodies to sustain that type of NBA basketball from back in the day. Well, and they even said that, hey. But that opens up the thing. Everybody wants to have this debate of who's the best basketball player ever. Is it Jordan? Is it LeBron? Is it Kobe? Is it Magic? Is it Kareem? You can't judge them the same because the eras of basketball are completely different. A lot of these old-time guys, Bird and Magic and – you know, Bill Russell, they, they didn't play the game with a three-point line. You the will never... Has, has evolved and changed so drastically. You will never change more. my mind that LeBron is the best basketball player in the world. It's Michael Jordan, no questions asked. The dude was a stone-cold killer. Michael Jordan never quit in a playoff series like LeBron. Michael Jordan never disappeared in a finals like he did, like LeBron. Uh, it's just it, it. There's just no argument there, in my my opinion. What well, you're saying, Michael Jordan's the best player in NBA history. Absolutely, hands I, down. I can't. I can't. I can't. There. I don't know how anybody could actually argue that, especially watching this docu series. I mean, what what has LeBron done that is better than Jordan? 2016 NBA Finals. Enough said. That was the greatest sports moment I have ever witnessed in my life and probably ever will witness. It's in my one life. game. It's not it's one, one year. It's a three one deficit going but into it's, the it's, finals. It's okay, it's one, one year. It's 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 one year of his career. Versus all the years Jordan did it. And who's to say like when Jordan took his little hiatus and, and played baseball, who's to say the Bulls wouldn't have won the championship them two years? Yeah, I mean I can give you that fact, but you can't dispute the fact that even in today's NBA, LeBron James is touching close or will pass almost every record that Michael Jordan holds as he's still playing the game of basketball right now. That was the single greatest sports moment of my life. And as a Cavs fan, as a Cleveland sports fan, period, uh, that that probably will never be topped, in my opinion. I mean, the Browns Super Bowl would come damn close just because it's – been so miserable of late but that's arguably like that the debate was over in my mind 
I don't think that you can say one way or another one of them is better than the other. I would say that they are 1A, 1B, and then it's everybody else after that. Rank them how you want. I mean, the argument, the argument we could sit here and do 1,700 podcasts on this one subject. The one thing I do agree with you on is that. The one thing I disagree with you on is um, if the Indians won the World Series or the Browns won the Super Bowl, they would be bigger deals in Cleveland than the Cavs winning the championship. The Cavs play third fiddle no matter what. Basketball's not that big of a deal in Cleveland. Right. I know it's the world. I know it's becoming worldwide. I get that. That's the biggest thing anywhere. Okay. But if the Indians won the World Series, first of all, I, I might even start driving south from Akron if the Browns won the Super Bowl, because I'm, a, I would be afraid the fire is going to hit my house. Okay, yeah. the Indians, well, the Indians is a is a second place. It would be second place in my mind if they won the World Series. I think it'd be a hell of a party. I would go to Cleveland for a World Series championship. There's no way I'm going anywhere near if the Browns win. None. But here's the thing, you know, they had they say so the, the Cavs ended the drought. There were this. The number has been floated out. There's 1.3 million people floated downtown Cleveland yep. for, for the Cavs championship. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, would they would they top five million people in downtown Cleveland? Sure. Dude, there would be so many people. There would be so many people. Such an outlandish number. There would be. There would be. Did you see? Did you watch the video when the Cavs won the championship? Just the people. I mean, the people were parking along the highway and walking to downtown Cleveland. Oh, dude, dude, there would be so the many people in Cleveland that people would be in the lake and the lake would overflow. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> so my dad drives is a semi truck driver, and he has friends that work for uh, different various uh, cities around in Ohio. Yeah, uh, like plow truck drivers and such. So when the Cavs were having their championship game, they actually contracted out multiple divisions of street crews that were running around in the middle of summer with salt trucks with plows on the front of them. And if anyone blocked a road or blocked an exit ramp off a highway, they were told to plow through them yeah. to keep the streets open because yep. there were so many people downtown. I was down there for that. I went. I took my daughters down there, and it was kind of scary and probably dumb, but, you know, whatever. So, didn't Moose go with you? No. Um, Matt Scafidi and his son and uh, us four, me, Courtney, yeah, I thought, and... I, I, I could have sworn Moose was there. No, no, the goose did not go, so... But, um, but uh, Harambe, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it, man. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, hopefully we put out some good content, and... Uh, you know, hope to do it again here uh, fairly soon. So, yeah, well, well, Baldy and I'll take a, a straw poll to see if you can come back and uh, whatnot. After the, after, <laughs> the, after the Pittsburgh squealers, I don't know if we can, yeah. we can do that. Yeah, I might. Have, yeah, we'll have to see from there. But uh, we might have to. We might. Have, we might have to start writing shit down that he can talk about. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, uh, good stuff today. Um, We'll uh, get this posted up for everybody. Uh, the three dudes in a garage uh, in quarantine. Stick signing off. Body out. Around out. Later, boys. See ya. Bye.